Welcome to episode number 13 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series based upon my recent book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. Why don't you just take a second and think about that? What would it be like to be debt-free? Try to imagine no house payment, no car payment, being able to give funds to help others and also to be able to give to your church. Maybe you've always wanted to go on a vacation or you've always thought about possibly enjoying an opportunity to reach out to someone else in need. Well, today, I believe, is the foundational teaching on how we can receive prosperity to be debt-free. There are conditions to prosperity in the Word of God. So let's just take a moment here and pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us. Father, I yield to you today and I ask your divine anointing and your touch upon this teaching. I ask for the Holy Spirit now to come in with boldness and impress upon me what needs to be discussed and what must not be brought up at this time. I thank you, Lord, for those who've tuned in. I pray that they would be blessed and they would receive a special touch from you today. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As a pastor for over 20 years and a banker for 15 years, I've had numerous opportunities. Matter of fact, literally it runs in the thousands of counseling sessions with individuals and couples who had financial challenges. Often the issue of financial prosperity will surface. Many uh, have listened to teaching that, that is, in my opinion, off track or not particularly biblically based. Uh, some have taken some extreme chances and placed themselves in difficult positions financially. Others are so conservative that they won't even invest money in a savings account in a bank for fear that the bank will close and they'll lose their money. On the other hand, I've seen people take all the money that they have and throw it in some extreme, very risky investment and lose their savings, lose, wind up losing their home, and sometimes even wind up losing their marriage over making bad financial decisions. So today we want to build a solid foundation for financial decisions and be able to obtain financial prosperity. And that foundation is a spiritual foundation taught to us in the Word of God. And we'll examine a number of those issues as we go through today's lesson. The message of financial prosperity is a hot topic. Whenever I prepare a message about financial prosperity or talk to an individual group or even a couple, the interest is extremely well received. I would announce maybe I was going to do a session and people would show up that many times wouldn't even come to church, but they'd come to a financial training session on a Saturday. I can remember one time when I was over at the church in Phoenix and I was not a pastor at the time. I was a layman, but just teaching on various topics through a large Sunday school class. We announced that we were going to have a Saturday morning financial prosperity teaching. And we kind of built it that way so that we could draw people, but also lay the proper foundation to understand what God's prosperity is. So when we went to the, to the class, I was shocked. There was nearly 600 people that showed up in the main sanctuary for this session. The materials that I had brought basically would cover maybe 50 to 60 people. So we quickly ran out of materials and handouts to give out. So we just did what we could do, but addressed the issues based upon the Word of God. Now, the prosperity message has merit. The reason I say that is because we find discussion about prosperity in the Word of God. The Word tells us that God wants us to prosper in all things and be in good health even as our soul prospers. And that's a crucial, crucial 
statement when we try to understand the message of prosperity in the Word of God. If a financial prosperity teaching is based upon the Word of God, it is life-changing. However, every financial message must start with a focus on spiritual prosperity, and that's the key to today's episode. Jesus said in Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things can include debt-free living. You know, I just realized something. I didn't mention in this episode yet what the title is. It's entitled, Spiritual or Financial Prosperity. Maybe this is a good time to introduce that because that scripture tells us we need to seek God first and his righteousness, which means a foundation of spiritual strength, and then other things will be added, which means that God will bless us in every area of our life. You know, if we're not careful, a message of financial prosperity will focus our attention on a gift of finances rather than the giver of every good and perfect gift. When we think about financial prosperity and debt-free living and spiritual prosperity, we need to follow the, the, the guidelines I believe the Lord's given me, and that is to have spiritual prosperity always precede financial prosperity. I realize that some people feel, how can I prosper financially if, uh, if spiritual prosperity is, is required first, then how do you actually get any money from uh, spiritual growth? Well, we're going to address those things. And let me give you some items. I've, I've listed a number, a list, just a short list of areas that I think we need to discuss in order to know that our financial blessings are being built upon a spiritual ground rather than just one for more and more money and to get as much as we can get. Uh, let's look at item number one. God is our source, crucial to spiritual prosperity. In Deuteronomy 8.18, it reads this way, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. I'm sure that some people think, really? If God has the power to give get wealth, give us wealth, then, then why doesn't He just dump out money on all of us? Well, I believe the Lord certainly has wisdom to know who is prepared spiritually for financial blessings. In my own life, I can be very personal about this one because I experienced in my own life. When I was a young man and not a Christian, I was in banking for a number of years. And during that time, I met a lot of very wealthy people. I met people who were extremely successful financially. And I didn't really pay any attention to their spiritual condition because I wasn't a Christian either. So my focus was on making money and making as much as I can, as fast as I can and uh, just prospering in those areas. Well, then I became a Christian at the age of 25, and everything changed. All of a sudden, I realized that, that prosperity was being withheld from me because I was not spiritually ready to handle that prosperity. You know, you think about it, how many people do you know that get blessed financially, and the next thing you know, they're dropping out of church, or they're traveling constantly, and they're spending their money all on recreational things, and they basically ignore the things of God. And, and that just proves to me one thing. They were not prepared spiritually for that financial blessing. So I want all of us to be prepared for it because the blessing will come. The blessing will come for us to be debt-free. And we want that when it to come, we, when, when it comes, we want to be prepared spiritually so we'll know how to handle it. Now, never forget that God is our source of financial gain. 
we, we must realize that it's so crucial that we realize that we have to place our trust in God and not in our financial plan. Now, spiritual growth always draws us closer to God. And the closer we get to God, then the more that we're going to realize that He is our source for financial prosperity. The Word of God tells us if uh, you want something, then ask for it. And it says that you have not because you ask not. So why don't we start praying for spiritual growth and start praying for an understanding of the Word of God and start praying for God to reveal His plan for us to prosper and to be debt-free and then wait and see if God doesn't respond in an amazing way. You know, the Word of God tells us that uh, God wants us to give our finances to His work. And in Malachi, it talks about, uh, test me and see if I won't give back to you blessings. If that, That's talking about if we put God first in our finances and give of what we have first, He says, test me and see if I won't pour out a blessing that you won't be able to contain or even hold. By the way, the proper address of that, uh, that scripture in Malachi is Malachi 3.10. I like the New International Version that says it this way. Bring the whole tithe, that's our giving first to the Lord, into the storehouse. I believe that's the church. And then it goes on to say that there may be food for my house. That means that we'll meet the needs of the house. Then it says four wonderful words. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now, that's amazing. A lot of folks would never believe that God wants to bless us that way, that God has a desire to bless us so much that we won't even have a place to store the abundance that he wants to bring into our lives. Now let's move on to point number two in spiritual or financial prosperity. And it's simply this, have the right motives. In James 4.3, these words are spoken and they are very powerful. So I, I pray that you'll write these down. You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. That has to be one of the most powerful verses in the Word of God to help us understand how God wants us to be blessed spiritually before we receive a financial blessing or get some type of financial prosperity. So I think the crucial thing is, is that we need to get our motives right. We need to understand why are we asking for this and what do we plan to do when we receive it and what, is our, what are our true motives and what, what is our goal when it comes to uh, becoming debt-free. Some folks want to become debt-free so they can spend all their time traveling and avoid church and stay away from those things that they feel are boring or, 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 or drab and, and there's no life in them. Well, that's because they've not grown spiritually and don't understand the benefits of attending the house of God with fellow believers. As we look back on James 4.3, we need to understand that the Lord's concerned about our motives. He's, he's really concerned about our motives. Spiritual growth now will establish the right motives in our finances. You know, a lot of people say, well, I just trust God so much. I just trust him and I trust him and I trust him. And that's wonderful. And it's glorious to trust God. But we need to sometimes look in a mirror and say, God, I trust you. I pray that you will trust me and that I'm trustworthy. Uh, you, when we look at our the financial blessings that we'd like to have in our life, and, and, and if one of those is to be debt-free, we need to evaluate, are we trustworthy? If God blesses us financially and, and we obtain those things that we want to obtain in life, 
can, can we be trusted to, to do the right things with that blessing? And the only way we'll do that is to know that we're pursuing spiritual growth. You know, when we've experienced spiritual prosperity, we're always better prepared to do his will with his blessings. Now, I realize it's a little difficult sometimes to weigh and examine our true motives. You know, we all can get a little greedy at times. We can all be kind of covet certain things and want this or want that. And, and that's just natural instincts for a human being. But, but we can overcome that. And, and by, by drawing ourselves closer to God's instructions about asking for the right things and to remember that God's the one who has, gives us power to gain wealth and God is the one who wants to prosper us and God wants to bless us and God knows that we have needs and he wants to bless those needs and meet those needs. So let's just be sure that we understand that the God that we serve is a God who wants to bless us and the God who wants to bless us will certainly include debt-free living. Let's look at point number three in our study on spiritual or financial prosperity. Delight yourself in God. Now, so so far we've said God is our source, have the right motives, and now we're looking at delighting ourselves in God. Psalm 37.4, I'm reading it out of the New American Standard, reads this way, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, we obviously want to receive the desires in our heart. The important thing is, is that we want our desires to be the desires that God has planned for us. This passage of scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord. It doesn't say, delight yourself in your desires. And if we're not careful, we'll delight, delight ourselves in our desires and miss out on the blessings of the Lord. Financial freedom and being debt-free, along with, with living a life free from wrong motives and, and, and wrong desires for spiritual growth, will happen when we delight ourselves in the Lord. He wants, us, he wants us to praise Him. He wants us to worship Him. He wants us to serve Him. And we do all that by, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for us. We can help other people. We can go to the house of God and, and worship with other believers. We can read His Word. We can testify of His goodness in our life. We can testify about how God has changed the life of someone that you know, or maybe how the Lord has healed someone, and you can give a testimony of that. So those are all ways to delight ourselves in the Lord. I believe when we do this, our desires will line up with God's financial plan for us. Too many people, far too many people, delight themselves in material gain. They delight themselves in new homes or new cars or second homes or vacations or keeping up with the neighbors. Remember, Matthew 6.33 tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness by the way, that's spiritual prosperity, and all these things shall be added to you. So if we want to be debt-free, let's start focusing on our spiritual growth. And when we have spiritual growth, I believe we get the attention of God. When we draw closer to Him, He'll draw closer to us. When we are growing spiritually, the Lord wants to bless us, I believe, even more. I pray that this teaching will help us all to grow closer to God. But more importantly than that, I know as you get these scriptures I've given you into your heart and into your mindset about your finances and tie it to your finances, then I know that you'll be blessed because God's word never returns void. You may be asking, where does it say that in the word of God? Well, let's read Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. And here's what the word of God tells us. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper, there it is, 
in the thing whereto I sent it. God's word is sent to help us to prosper and to grow, grow closer to him, and to see our lives explode with the abundance of God. Moving on. Step four, prosper in all things. Now, you might wonder, what does that mean? Well, I believe prosperity means that we are going to be blessed in more ways than just finances. We don't have to choose between spiritual prosperity or financial prosperity. We can have both. We can have it all. I've I've said that so often in preaching over the years that I feel like I should write a book entitled, We Can Have It All, because some people say, well, I, I can't tithe, give to the Lord, and still save. Yes, you can. Or I, I can't you know, give money to the work of the Lord and get out of debt. Well, yes, you can. Or you, you think maybe if you grow spiritually that the financial issues you know, will, will drop out of your life and you won't be able to prosper financially. You know, we gotta stop putting limits on God and God's ability. I believe we need to let God be God and realize that his word was, was written to bless his people. We don't have to choose between spiritual prosperity and financial prosperity. Church, we can have it all. Now we know that because it's written in 3 John verse 2. Let me read you that one now. This comes out of the New American Standard Bible. Beloved, I pray that in all respects, look at that, in all respects, you may prosper. In all respects. Now, you tell me whether debt-free living is not one of those respects. In all respects, you may prosper and be in good health. There you go. We may prosper in our health just as your soul prospers. That's a complete package. God wants to bless us with prosperity, to be in good health, and wants our soul to prosper as all that's taking place. I believe the Lord desires to prosper us in all things. Now, that includes things like spiritual blessings, physical blessings, financial blessings, our marriages, our parenting, our careers, the decisions that we make. All things means all things. And let's not put a limit on that and don't think that the only way that we can be blessed is, uh, is spiritually, but God wants us to build that foundation of spiritual blessing so now he can trust us. There, that word trust comes up again. He can trust us to pour out a blessing that we will not even be able to contain. Personally, I believe this, that once we decide to pursue, pursue spiritual growth, we will receive prosperity in every area of our life. Thank the Lord for that. I'm kind of get a little excited. If I'm not careful, I'll start preaching instead of teaching. There's a quote I have in my book, and so I can read it because it's the one that the Lord gave me. The road to every type of prosperity must be paved with spiritual growth. So now what have we covered here? Just briefly, let's review those quickly. The first point was that God is our source, remember? He's our source for everything. Two, that we must have the right motives in order for God to be able to bless us because he's not gonna bless wrong motives. Number three, we talked about delighting ourselves in God and not delighting ourselves in what we want to obtain. And four, that we are to prosper in all things, not just financially, but prosper in every area of our life. I, I believe that a life focused primarily on financial prosperity with absolutely no concern for spiritual prosperity is a life that's really totally completely out of focus. It's a life that, that won't have financial freedom and a life that can never experience being debt free. Now you might say, well, I know people who don't serve the Lord and they're debt free. Well, is that really a blessing? 
you know, is, is it a blessing just to get money? Some people say, well, he's so blessed and he's so blessed, and but, but he doesn't serve God. He doesn't go to church. He doesn't give to his church, but he's always blessed. Seems like he always gets money. Is that really a blessing? Is it, is it truly a blessing that you have wealth and no spiritual growth or no spiritual connection with God? You, you know, you realize we're not going to take that spiritual, uh, that financial, I mean, blessing to heaven. Uh, we can't take it with us. And that person who maybe receives all their blessings here on earth and ignores the things of God is robbing themselves of an eternal blessing. And every one of us, no matter who we are, rich, poor, or in between, we need to make our life right with God. We need to know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and that we've given our life to Him. And when we do that, things will start changing in our lives. And if you've never given your life to Christ, this would be the time to do it. That's all we have to do is ask Him to forgive us and say, I promise to serve you and I receive you as my Savior. Things will change. And if you don't think it will, you're, you're listening to a guy whose life radically changed one night at a Billy Graham crusade when he said, would you come forward and give your life to Christ? I walked out of that Arizona State University football stadium, walked down from way up in the top down onto the field as they were singing, just as I am. And I realized that God would accept me just as I am, but that he had a greater life for me. He had a life filled with blessings and abundance, a life filled with spiritual and financial prosperity, a life uh, that I could become an overcomer. I could leave a, a, live a life that would be a blessing to others, a life that I didn't think was possible, but I have discovered that not only is it possible, it's reality. So I, I pray that you'll make that commitment to the Lord today. And if you've already made that commitment, then just make a commitment to for growth, spiritual growth, and wait and see. Just watch and see if God doesn't bless you in the areas of your finances, and you'll experience your goal of becoming debt-free. My prayer today is that most of us will understand that this is not a a pie-in-the-sky trip that I'm trying to put you on. I truly believe this, or otherwise, otherwise I wouldn't be taking my time to, to share these thoughts with you. The, the solution to your money issues you have is to be faithful to the Lord. You know, individuals with financial problems, I think they believe that the answer is always more money, that if I could just get more money, then I'll get the blessings that I want, and then I'll be okay spiritually. It's like people who would come to me in church and say, Pastor, when, when I get you know, hit the lottery or when I get this next pay raise, I'm going to start you know, giving to the work of the Lord and I'm going to be more faithful to church. But first, I need to get my finances in order. And when I get those in order, then I can then, then pursue God and, and help out here in the church and, and be a blessing to, to, to the church and to others. But you know, that really doesn't come. Because if we're not faithful with the little things that we have, we'll, we'll probably not be faithful when we have much. It says that in the Word of God. Let me, let me read to you in Luke 16, 10. It says, and I'm reading in the New King James Version. It reads, if you are faithful in little, you will be faithful with much. Now, that's, that's crucial, and that is so true today. I have worked with thousands of individuals and couples, and I've discovered that, that those who are faithful with little, you know, they will be faithful with much. You know, and conversely to that, I've also experienced that those who are faithful or not faithful with little will also not be faithful with much. And just because you think more money is the answer, let, let me try and get you to, to stop thinking that way because that is not truly the answer. The answer to financial freedom, to be debt-free, is to grow spiritually and then we open up the windows of heaven. Every person needs a scripture-based financial plan. I've given you several scriptures today and I pray that you'd go back and listen. I hope you've written them down 
and meditate on those scriptures and, and put them into your heart and put them into your, your daily living and I know God will bless you. When we establish a desire for spiritual growth, financial prosperity will soon follow. And I truly believe that is when we will live debt-free. And when we live debt-free, we'll be so thankful that we've had spiritual growth because now we'll know how to handle the prosperity that God has placed in our life. You know, it's easy to see how we're prospering financially, but sometimes not so easy to understand signs of spiritual prosperity. So I wrote a list of them here, and let me just kind of read those to you. Signs of spiritual prosperity. One is a desire to pray. Another one would be a hunger for God's word, wanting to get God's word in, in you and, and operate under the guidance of his word. Number three, volunteering to help others, the placing the needs of others uh, above sometimes our needs. It's, it's a difficult thing to do at first, but once you do it and you find out that you're able to help other people, it becomes one of the biggest blessings that we can ever receive. Number four, give of our finances to the work of the Lord. When we do that, we put God first in our financial plan. And I believe that puts in a, him in a position where he will bless us. Five, being faithful in church attendance. As a little boy, I never wanted to go to church. I didn't like it. I was bored with it. And I really didn't understand what was going on. And then I became a Christian at the age of 25. I can't ima cannot imagine what it would be like not to be a part of a local church, to be able to go out on Sundays or other times during the week and, and have, have good times with men that I know in the church or my wife and I go out with couples in the church and have coffee after church and, and associate with them, to go to the house of God and pray together with other people and worship together. There's just something about attending church service when the congregation all comes into agreement and starts worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. So please be faithful to church and you'll know you're growing spiritually when church becomes an absolute primary issue for you and you'll do everything you can to be there as often as you possibly can. And six, being thankful. You'll know you're growing spiritually when we're thankful, when we know that our blessings come from God, when we know that we are, are blessed and that we know that God is the source of that blessing. Let's look at some of the signs you know, for uh, financial prosperity. One is putting God first in our finances, making sure that we give to him first and that we seek counsel in his, from his word on how to make good financial decisions. Number two, to prepare a budget. That means to become a good steward of God's blessing. And he will then bless us because he knows he's got um, our attention. Three, living within that budget. So living within our means. And in, in prior episodes, I've talked a lot about that and you'll probably be hearing more about that as we go through each and every episode. Number four, saving for future needs. That shows that we've understood the importance of savings and understand the significance of being prepared for what's going to happen in the future. Number five, enjoy seeing others prosper. There's something about the joy of watching other people do well spiritually and financially. I enjoy it. I love it. I, I know that it, it lifts my soul when I see someone who starts to tithe and they're excited about it or someone who is growing spiritually and they attend church faithfully and they're just uh, faithful to the things of God. Number six, Testify of God's blessings. You know, we need to remember when God blesses us that we should testify of his goodness. Many times we go through a test 
and that means someday we're most likely going to have a testimony. So never miss the opportunity to give a testimony of God's goodness. And number seven, being thankful for what we have. If you're not thankful for what you have at this point, it'll be a difficult thing to build off of that. So I would encourage you, wherever you are financially today, whether you've got a huge mortgage on your property, or whether you're in debt up to your ears, don't let that bother you from being thankful to God. Be thankful that he's got a plan for you to become debt-free. Be thankful that he's written you a plan, but most of all, be thankful for who he is. I'm going to close this episode in prayer. Lord, we thank you for always being faithful to us. May we desire to be faithful to you. The desire to be faithful will come when we desire to prosper spiritually. Help us to always place spiritual prosperity above financial prosperity. As we prosper spiritually, every segment of our life will prosper. For we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you desire to purchase the book that I've written entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, you can get it at my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. Or you can subscribe to my podcasts on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. My next episode on debt-free living will be entitled Money and Marriage. This will be a particularly interesting episode because marriage in today is under attack because of financial failure. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Until next time, God richly bless you.